You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery, podcast number 176. Thomas and Majana back. A couple of parents here sitting across the table, and we're going to have a chat. Let's call it Conscious Parenting. And I don't know if either of us have, has the right to be in this conversation, but we'll uh, we'll try here. We'll give you some of the things that uh, that we thought about. Okay, so that's a good point. This is uh, basically a podcast for folks that are raising kids. So if you're not raising kids or, or nieces or nephews, exactly. If that's not a phase in your life, and I know several of our listeners who are not in that space then this might be enjoyable or you could pass it by. You this may might, get some good chuckles Might here. not be <laughs> one for you, but that's what we're going to, to steer it to. So between us, Majana has three biological kids and one kind of semi-adopted child, and then I have two kids of my own. And I got to say, a little bit of bragging here. They're all great. They are. They're good kids. So I guess between us, we've done something right I hope so. <laughs> and then there are a lot of things that we, you know, that we probably would shed a little tear right here if we dug them up. So we won't do that. Yeah, I'd <laughs> like some do-overs. <laughs> yeah, some do-overs for mm-hmm. sure. And I think one of the things we alluded to it in a podcast or two ago is that, you know, you go through things in your own parenting and what do you always say? I will never do that to my kids. <laughs> That's right. And what do you do? Do it to your own kids in a different way. Exactly that. <laughs> Only on steroids. Right? You crank it up. So, yeah, it's like don't ever say I will never dot, 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 because that one will come back and bite you. I can very confidently say that I really did not treat my kids the way I was treated. Well, and you had a different perspective than I did going into how you were going to parent your kids. Right. Well, yes, I happen to have some degrees in that area. <laughs> Not only that, but a different paradigm. Yes. You know, you didn't have the religious uh, fundamental perspective that I did. So mine was more gr- black and white, no gray. Right. This is the way it is, was how I stepped into those years. You had a different model. Right. I wasn't raised with that fundamentalist model And I'm very fortunate that by the time I had my kids, I did understand that we have our own paths. So did you try to raise your kids from that perspective that you were raising a soul who was on a journey? That's funny. I don't think I ever thought of it as raising them. I, I, my goal, my guiding light was I'm helping them along their path. My job is to guide them. Okay. Interesting point and question then. So if a child is off course, or if you think that guidance involves discipline. And it does. How did you affect that? Very much, very clear communication. And every child is different. I think you have to know your own child and what suits them. And I'm not against spanking, you know, and there's, those are whole, boy, that's a whole different set of podcasts right there. (laughs) Yeah. Email us. (laughs) But it's, it's just really honoring each individual, looking at that child and, man, you know, you look in baby's eyes and they are very wise already. And if you honor that, just, you know, I always tried to think, I don't even know all my own lessons. How am I supposed to know theirs? I have to honor that and be willing to learn from them. And I have learned a lot from my kids and nieces and nephews and every other child, you know, stay open to that. But 
honor them along their path. And that means that I will teach them by modeling, um, be respectful of yourself and others, be a kind person, you know, be true to yourself, listen to your intuition. In my house, seeing spirits um, was a given, you know, (laughs) (laughs) all my kids do. And it was never a bad thing. It's open communication. And there is nothing that is so bad that we can't talk about it. Boy, I was born four hours shy of Halloween day. And you talk about seeing spirits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I could have been a problem in my home. If I had been born on Halloween, I don't know what would have happened. But uh, so this point of how we're handling this responsibility of raising our kids and of discipline, like you were saying. So I had a different technique that I learned when I was in probably junior high or high school that I just remembered as an adult And it worked very, very well. And I guess if somebody is interested in that, I don't know, we'll have to think about how to communicate that because it is, it's not just something that you just rattle off. But my kids also went to private schools and one in particular went from kindergarten to the eighth grade and it was based on classical education and it was an amazing school and they learned respect and obedience and they learned freedom within the structure. So it was a very safe environment for them to explore, but yet they knew that they had the safety of, of the, the stripes. You know, that life happened within here while we're at school. Parents were very involved. If discipline was needed, the parents were informed. It was just a different experience, just a really cool experience. And that gave them incredible grounding, I've got to say. You know, it doesn't matter what you're social background is or your religion or any of that human growth and development is what it is so when people have babies that first period is largely custodial you know you're you're just feeding and changing diapers and loving on that baby and i am hugely i can't even say how adamantly against i at that whole philosophy of oh let the baby cry it out thing that i am Because babies don't cry unless their needs are not being met. So part of that is you're offering them security. Something's wrong. They're crying or whimpering. And your job is to figure out what that is. And obviously it's going to be physical. So you meet their needs. And then when they get past that and they become mobile, their brains are growing so fast. And it's all about discovery and physical. Then... Regardless of your background, those kids need stability and structure and clear communication and defined set of standards. And then once you're past that, that'll get you probably through elementary school. And then here come the teenage years and hang on to your hat because now you're having a whole new set of issues. Yeah, we'll stop well before those years. That's a totally different conversation. And I'm reminded as you're talking through this timeline All through there, through exactly everything that you mentioned, that's when our brains are their most absorptive in subconscious programming. Yes. Well, actually, before that, even in utero, your brain is soaking it in. And all of those years, and as a parent, you're going, oh, my God, I'm programming my kid. You know, it's like, yeah. you're. Yes, you are. The world, the universe, life, everything is programming your kid. 
Yeah. So taking your baby to a violent movie maybe isn't such a good idea. Or letting them fall asleep with the TV going on something that you would not want them doing or saying or whatever. You know, it's all going in there. And, of course, now the big deal is the cell phone and Simon Sinek. You know, Simon Sinek is one of the top TED Talk people out there on the purpose of why. That's Simon Sinek's talk. He has an incredible video on the use of the cell phone and how the kids are being overstimulated by these things. Yeah, there's quite a research base on that, actually. I watched his video, and I've really purposefully tried to leave my cell phone away from, you know, just put it in the bag and not have it out so much. You know, if you see two- and three-year-olds, and now even younger than that, at a restaurant or whatever, as soon as they get fidgety, what do their parents do? Give them the technology. Yes, and then they become these little zombies. Instant they are absorbed. solution. Yeah. Right. Problem fixed for the parent. Right, and, and the other patrons. You think you're not programming. Yeah, I've heard a... I've heard and read some articles that it really equates it as crack for kids' brain. Well, Simon talks about that. As he said, if you watch adults work on a computer, yeah. right? they're typing and they're looking at the computer screen, they're typing, they're looking at their notes, et cetera. And he said the kids will have, the millennials and whatnot, will have the phone right up in front of their belly, and they're typing on the keyboard while they're looking basically down at the phone. Mm-hmm. And they'll look at the screen and then the phone and then the screen and then the phone and then they'll type on the phone, and then they'll go back to the keyboard. Yeah. It's like, can't be without it. So it's not just crack for little kids' brains. It's everybody. Oh, subconscious programming. Mm-hmm. I mean, how we get wired during those years carries through. And it's only with, like I've said, you know, a hundred a hundred times force, a hundredfold force against that programming in our adult years to unwind it. It takes a lot more to unwind childhood programming. So the effects of technology on children's brains. Well, that's a whole new set of podcasts as well. <laughs> we have a lot of series to do here. You know, maybe what we need to be doing is developing a an app for parents, for conscious kids, for parents who are conscious when they give their kids the phone. Now we start to program to create their own reality. Right. Maybe, it, yeah, it just zaps them. Quit giving your child that phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then think about the other side of the coin, there's the prevailing theory that was when we were growing up really spawned from Dr. Benjamin Spock in the 50s that you don't discipline. Oh, goodness, yes. I remember those kids. Um, There's one parent, set of parents in particular that come to my mind that actually said to me, all right, if if my child is whole, perfect, and complete as he is, how am I supposed to discipline him? And, you know, coming from a parent who is trying to be conscious Mm -hmm. and been given this responsibility, I hear in that question that they really are, I mean, you could say they're trying to be sarcastic, but I see that they're trying to say, hey, if we've been given this responsibility and this child came to us from the universe whole and complete, they're asking the same thing. What do we do with this thing? Oh, they were very sincere. What do we do with this thing? There's no instruction book. Right, yeah. And... What I think of instantly, and this is where my mind goes, is the universe is put in the same position with us. We're dropped down here on this planet, and we have paths. We have a destiny. We have a soul path. We have choice. So just like the kid, you can let the kid out in the yard, and they can go play, but the yard is fenced, right? They're going to play within the fenced yard. Boundaries. 
and you give them latitude within what they can and can't do. You can't hit a baseball over there and knock the neighbor's window out, right? Universe disciplines us the same way. It keeps us on our path. So I think the answer to that is, with a lot of freedom for the kid to explore this thing called life and its own soul and everything that we're born into, and then have the confines of the boundaries that you very wisely set up. And everything that we talked in the podcast before this on the Destiny Cards kind of part two, you can use that as a guide because, yes, the universe has provided an instruction manual. Yes, if we would have only known that. But, you know, with, um, with freedom comes responsibility. So when you're dealing with those children and understanding as they're younger from the get-go, they came in with a contract to you that you are the parent, they are the child. There are specific roles involved there. And as a parent, it is your responsibility to make sure all their needs are met, physical and emotional, and physical needs are safety. So, you know, you wouldn't hand a 10-year-old just because now all of a sudden he's excited about cars and into them. You wouldn't say, oh, well, here's my keys. Go drive. Right? And I know that seems a little silly, and yet a lot of no discipline at all is very similar to that. So, yes, up to that point, you are giving them freedom, and all along you give them more freedom, and as they show responsibility and talk through that, you know, here's an opportunity, what choice do you make? Talk them through that and let them fall. They have to fall. You know, we have helicopter parents worse now than ever that don't let their children make mistakes. Yeah, that's a big problem. And, you know, let them let them make, they, you, they have to. That's part of their soul growth. So my, um, I remember a conversation with one of my kids in high school, and I said, you know, I realize by now your friends have way more impact over your choices than I do. And your thoughts and your feelings. So I see myself at this point as a safety net. I've done everything I can to help instill um, what I would consider, you know, a strong personality and sense of well-being. And now it's really up to you. So my job is to be here and be your safety net because you will make mistakes. Please do because that's part of your learning process. But I'm going to be here to catch you when you fall because I don't want you to fall so far you can't get back up. Yeah. I had my best years of relationship with my dad while I was in my 20s because he was an advisory panel at that point and a great one. And I couldn't wait to get a hold of his wisdom on different things. Isn't that funny? You go full circle. All right. Well, if you are on this part of your journey of parenting kids, we love you. We respect you. We cherish what you're doing for these souls And you think about if you will raise them consciously, if you will raise them to be co-creators with the universe of this precious commodity called their life, and you teach them that the universe does provide and that we do have challenges built into the system for us to learn and grow and that those are okay and we process through them and we stay on the path of consciousness, and we are aware of how these situations fit into the grand scheme, and we exercise our freedom, and we do all of these wonderful things, and you bring your kid up that way, then they have decades in their 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s all the way through to live that out. It's so empowering. What a beautiful gift to give to those kids. You want to give your kid the 
very best thing, hit replay on those last 45 seconds because that's <laughs> it. Right. You give them that, you have done your job brilliantly, and you can hold your head high that you've been an awesome parent. And don't make yourself wrong. If you mess up, it's okay. I mess. I, I look at my thing, and my kids have turned out really well, and they, they're grounded, and, boy, they signed up for a lot picking me for their dad. You know what? But they did, and that's the thing. You have your sole purpose. They have theirs, and yet they converge because of your contracts. So don't beat yourself up, parents. Don't beat your kids up. Just honor yours and theirs and have a terrific journey together. Yeah, and that's the main point is we are all on a journey. So, so enjoy yours, right? Enjoy the journey. That's why we say that. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.